Today's guest is Charlene Anthony. She is a 48-year-old mother of four who has had three significant out-of-body experiences and more. And today we're going to find out about her experiences. Charlene, thank you so very much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here as my guest. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Jeff. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you, and I appreciate you. So I believe in one of your out-of-body experiences, you actually saw your dead body. So can we start from the beginning of that experience and have you tell us about it? Okay. Well, I went to Hawaii for seven days with my husband to the big island. And I went to have fun, you know, pretty young. I would say I was in my late 20s when I went. And um, I went to bed. I don't recall if I had a headache or if I had a migraine or if I had any problems or anything like that. I don't recall. And me and my husband both went to bed. We're in the hotel. And it was like I let go. I knew I let go. It was like I was falling into dark, dark, black, 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 like I'm falling. People say it's a tunnel, but it's so dark. I don't know. I didn't see a tunnel. I just was falling, like just falling. And if you drink a soda through a straw, how fast it comes to the surface, that's how fast I detached from my body. Hmm. Now, I remember I let go. I made that decision. I let go, but I didn't realize I was letting go to life like I was going to die. I just remember just letting go. Like if you're holding on a rope and you just let go, that's what I did. So I got out, got up out of my body and I'm walking around the bed. I see where the hotel door is. There was a bright light. The door wasn't there no more, but where the door used to be, it was a bright light, the kind of light that would burn your eyes right out of your socket. You had to be of the spirit to see that light. So I'm walking over around My husband was on the left. I was on the right. The door was on the left. So I walked around the bed to go see what, you know, that light, where that light was coming from, not realizing I was out of my body. Didn't realize I was even out. Okay. So I'm walking to the door and I'm looking, there's no wall, no floor, no ceiling. So I stepped back and I looked at my husband and I I looked to him and then I looked over next to him was my body. Okay, I was gray. I was purple. I was ugly. I was so frightened. I was running around the hotel room screaming, help me, help me, honey. Something's wrong. Something happened. I'm scared. Help me, help me. He didn't budge. He didn't move. I was so frightened in there. So I walked back to the door and I saw I thought within myself, Lord, I'll do more good here. I'm not ready to go. I want to stay with my husband and kids. I heard a voice. I didn't see anybody go back. And I'm standing there and I'm saying, what do you mean go back? Some said, go back. So, okay, again, I didn't see nobody. So I walk over to where my body is and I'm going up and down like, oh, my gosh, how do I get back? I don't know what to do. Somebody help me. And I'm like, I know your brain loses oxygen. You, you're going to, you can, I need to get back in there fast, you know, because I know I'm realizing I'm dead. I need to hurry and get back in there. And so. I said, help me. How do I get back? Something said, lie down. And I'm like, what do you mean lie down? Get back. And I did. It was like a perfect match. My soul sucked back into my body like quick. Remembered everything. I was still cold. I was still kind of grayish looking, but I was okay. I didn't hurt anywhere. I remembered everything. I got my husband up and I told him. He's like, oh, it's just a dream. You know? Oh, no. And it just felt so real. It was scary to me. It was, I was frightened. So he said, okay, well, when you get home, you could tell the pastor. Because he, my husband was an ordained minister at the time. And we belonged to a church of God in Christ, a holiness church. And they don't really talk about that. You're not like, they don't discuss that. It was like something you wouldn't do. But I needed to do it because this has just happened to me and I'm scared. Like I'm really, I'm scared. And so, yeah, that was, yeah, it was very scary. Very scary. Do you have any idea what happened to your physical body? Like, is it possible you had a stroke or something? 
No, I have anaphylactic. So I'm thinking that I must have ate something or my body is reacting to something. I don't know if something from outside or I don't know. I'm thinking it was from that. When you say you have anaphylactic, does that mean like you can go into an allergic shock to different things? Like you yes, said, eating heart, certain things? Yes, my heart and brain just shuts down. Mm. And I want to say I know for a fact it definitely is 100% anaphylactic because mm. I had two spirits told me that. Mm. So I know that. And now what I do now is I see a doctor. I carry these EpiPens with me wherever I go. Wow. Because it's happened so many times that I, I'm ready for if it happens again, to, you know, just put it in your leg mm-hmm. and it's adrenaline and gets you coming back. Mm. Maybe you ate shellfish or something. But I, are, for sure. Are, are you allergic to shellfish? No, no I don't eat. I never eat fish and stuff. I never had liked any of that kind of stuff, even growing up. So I never eat anything like that. Hmm. So I don't know what it could it what it could have been. So do you have any idea? who that voice was? I don't know who it was. Mm, I don't know. But when I came back, I thought God knew I was scared to die. And he was probably just showing me and preparing me because I thought, okay, I'm going to get cancer. I'm going to get hit by a bus. I'm going to die somehow. And he's just preparing me, showing me that, hey, it's going to be okay. Mm. That's what I, I thought. Did you go into the light when you saw that really bright light? No, I didn't go into the light because I felt like if I go through there, I was not coming back. Mm. Okay. And I didn't go in there because that's a quick detachment from everything. Mm. I knew if I went through there, I wasn't coming back. And I had small kids at that time. Right. I didn't want to leave the kids. And, I, you know, I didn't get to say goodbye or none of that stuff. And I felt like my I was getting ready to work at the hospital and I had the kids. I think that I needed to be there mm. okay. to stay. It sounds to me like you're a Christian. So if that is true, during that time, did you call out to God or Jesus? Yes, I did. I called out to Jesus. I asked him to protect me. And I told him that I wasn't ready. I don't want to die. I needed to stay here. I was going to work at the hospital. I felt like I could do more good here than to go to the other side. Right. Is it possible then that that was Jesus telling you, hey, get back? It could have been. Maybe. It was a higher power and the white light was there. Mm -hmm. But I can't 100% say that that, because I've seen other spirits, so I can't 100% say that that was Jesus. Right, yeah. Maybe it could have been like your guardian angel or. or Right, because I saw three of my angels Mm -hmm. before. So it could have been one of them or it could have been, or could have been Jesus. All right. Well, you've had another out-of-body experience where you did encounter God. Can you tell us about that one? Okay. July 2012. I'm living in Antioch, California. Um, Again, I don't recall if I ate anything or if I had a migraine. I don't know. I don't know. And going to sleep again, it seems like every time I go to sleep, it just stopped. I stopped breathing. I don't know what it is. It has to be the anaphylactic again because that's what they're telling me. That's what it is. So this time it was a whole nother different area. I didn't see my body. I left again. When you go, like I knew I was going up high, but I didn't feel the speed. I didn't feel how fast. I just know I'm up very, very high and I'm standing on this cloud. There's stars here. I can see them right here. There's lots of stars right here. This piece up here is just all black, all black. Again, I have to calm myself down. Okay, I'm going to lose it again. I'm out of my body again. I'm telling myself this. I'm out of my body. I'm going to lose it. Oh, my gosh, this is happening again. This is a lot. Okay, so. I see somebody coming from my right side. They're walking towards me and I'm just standing there and I'm looking because I know they say that when you die, there's a family member or a friend or somebody you're familiar with. So I'm looking really hard at this person. I don't know who this is. They're coming to me. It's a lady. She has short black hair. She has a mole here. She looks Asian. 
and she's looking at me, she's smiling, and she holds my right hand, okay? When she holds my right hand, she's telling me, I love you. I've been with you forever. Everything's going to be okay. I'm always with you. When she touched my hand and holded it, I felt so much love, so much. I never felt it here on earth. Money, cars, kids, house, food, nothing. That love that she gave through my touching me ran through me. It was so strong. I've never felt it here on earth, ever. Nothing. Not a baby is nothing. Nothing compared to what she had gave me. And she's holding my hand. Her name is Anna Love because she's love. That is my spiritual guide. She's mm. with me all the time. I can sense when she's around. Okay. So this piece is all black. She's holding my right hand. She said, he, I hear a man's voice, very clear, very stern, space between his words. He says, I am pleased with you. I'm going to bless you three times. But I want to tell you, you're going to go through something very, very bad, but you're going to be okay. You're going to make it. He told me faith, 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 strong faith. That's what he told me. When he said that to me, he was very big too. He's not small. He's like gigantic. Like he's very big. And you could feel like the power when he talks, the authority when he talks. There was like no crying, no begging, no pleading that what I'm going to go through there's nothing I can do about it. It's already destined for it to happen. She let Anna let go of my hand. She walked off and then she just disappeared. She just boom, gone. I left. Wait, let me go back. One more part. Before God spoke, they showed me a mirror, a mirror like looking at my own self. It was like I couldn't even identify with my own self. Like I was so confused. I was not even being able to recognize myself. And it showed me that I needed to be more happy, but I wasn't very happy here on this earth. That I needed to find happiness. I needed to laugh. I needed to be more happier. And that's when he spoke. So it wasn't like a past life review. It was just basically telling me this is something I needed to work on, that I was working 12 and a half hour shifts at the hospital. I had the kids. I had a husband cooking, cleaning. I had so much responsibility that I lost my own self-identity, that I needed to step back. I needed to be more happier and not be like the robot. And I'm missing. I'm missing stuff that he's giving me. That's what I felt. So when I left there, I left there, shot off from there. It feels like I'm shooting again. You don't know how fast you're going. You know, you're going. I went inside. It was going to sound crazy. I went inside an alien ship, but I didn't see from the outside. There was an alien ship until I got on inside the alien ship. Okay. When I first got on, there was an alien man. I say alien man. I don't know, alien bug. And I'm not into the alien stuff, okay? I never had a book. I never owned a book. I never was interested. I didn't even, like, believe in that kind of stuff. But there was an alien man standing against the ship. And the ship was round, okay? There was no edges. It was just completely round. He was... Standing like against the wall, close to the wall, but kind of hunched over. He had three long fingers, like the fingers look like crab legs. They're like really long and slender. It could have had four because it's kind of dark in there. Okay. It's, I mean, you could clearly see, but it was kind of dark. Okay. So he's leaning over. He has three rolls up here of like fat, three rolls. Okay. And Two more aliens are in the middle. So everything is like in a circle, like in the middle. So there's one alien sitting there in a chair and another one sitting there. And then the one against like leaning against the wall, but hunched. Okay. Their eyes are all open and their eyes are not just right here. It goes like if you, you know where your end of your temple is, their eyes go way back there. They see everywhere around the whole thing. So 
and um, the chair. It's a high back chair, but it has no armrest on them. I can clearly see everything. It has no armrest on them. So there's a sitting there. The two eyes are open. But when I'm looking around, it's kind of dim, dark in there. There's an LED blue light in the center. It goes all around the ship. So that throws off a little light. So I'm able to see inside there. Okay. If you have the Alexa thing, if you look at that light from that goes around that bluish color light, that's the color light. It's like around it. So they're not moving. They're just, they look like they're asleep standing up. They look like they're sitting there asleep. Nobody's moving. I didn't hear anything. It's pretty quiet. There's nothing. There's no clock, uh, clocks there's no pins there's no paper there's no cabinets it's empty in there it's not hardly nothing in there they don't have nothing they don't nothing okay there's no words there's no writing okay so the two aliens are sitting in the chair it's like a big tank a big tank and i felt it but i can't feel like i touched it if it was like a plastic or a glass but it was a big tank in the center and it had the blue led light inside that water gel i don't know what it is inside there and then it went around the panel buttons are around the tank where the two aliens are sitting okay and it's square buttons there's no writing and it's just colored buttons right here around it so it's the tank here the buttons go around it the two aliens are sitting there and the one is against laying against the wall kind of hunched like they were asleep and I'm thinking, I'm so stupid. I'm thinking I'm dead. They cannot see me. I'm dead. They're alive. You know, I can clearly see them, but they're not going to see me. That's what I thought. Okay. So in this big tank that's in the center with the blue light, there's two babies in there. And I'm saying the cord is probably about two inches round. There are two of them. And they have, their eyes are different. They're circleized. It almost looks like a cabbage patch kid almost. They're kind of chunky. They have big eyes. They're so cute. Oh, they're so cute. So I reach over where the buttons and stuff were because I had to reach the tank. So I bent over to play, playing with the babies and like saying how cute you guys are and, you know, just talking and playing with the babies. And then I heard some, a voice, another voice saying, say, you're not supposed to be here. And I, I said, thinking like, did I just like hear that? So I'm again said, you're not supposed to be here. Go. And so I looked at the alien against the wall. And he started moving and I just freaked out. I, I ran. I got went past those two aliens that were sitting in the chair and he came after me and I immediately came back in the same vacuum effect went straight right back into my body. And then I was up and I said, please don't let him, them know where I'm at because I don't want them coming back. And, you know, I wasn't supposed to be there. Yes, I was stupid. They can see dead people. They can see dead people. And I thought that they couldn't. Let me backtrack for a second. So during this experience, you first went to a cloud and you're with your spirit guide and you're with God, right? And then you, instead of coming back, you just went from there straight to the alien ship. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's interesting. And I don't know why, because I never was interested in aliens. You know, they look like, bugs like ant movie you know the ant mm-hmm. where it stands up it looks like a bug like so i was never i never even watched alien movies and stuff like that it's just yeah i didn't believe in all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. i was in church they don't teach you about aliens and stuff like that so right so you you pop right back into your body mm-hmm. and then what happened when you came back i was standing at the window and i said lord however you bless me I'm fine. And I wanted to run outside and tell everybody, God is real. God is real. God is real. You know, I was super excited, but I didn't want people to think I was crazy because it sounds crazy. The whole thing sounds crazy. I'm the type of person that that thinks on both sides. Okay. I think about the experience is so real and I know everything. I can remember everything. It's just like if I'm talking to you, I remember everything. But at the same time, a person's not going to understand that if they don't have no experience similar, they don't know. So it sounds crazy. Like me at the hospital, I did the 5150 psych observation reports. 
I took care of people that had, you know, problems. But it sounds crazy, but it's real. It happened to me. And I just, yeah, it's just, so I'm not, I don't get offended when people say, oh, that sounds crazy or, you know, because I see it from both sides. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody came up to me and told me that, I would think, oh my gosh, what kind of drugs are you on? Or Mm -hmm. what did you do? Are you okay? Mm -hmm. You know, because it sounds like stuff that I've never experienced. I never even talked about that. How did, how did meeting your spirit guide and feeling all that love change you? Well, when I came back, my husband says he loves me. And I was like, yeah, you really don't love me. (laughs) You love me, but just a crumb. See here, this is what I learned. And this is one of the key factors that the love she showed me and gave me is what we're supposed to learn down here. Say this is you, right? Or this is me. You get one little crumb here. The love down here on earth has stuff attached to it pain uh happiness sadness it comes it goes it hurts it's moody so you get one little crumb that's your little light which is your soul that we have to learn to develop while we're here so that way when it comes this when the crumb comes your soul comes out of you you're able to identify it over there so grow it here and make it strong so when you go over there you're able to identify to identify it here Because the earth, we have all kinds of bad stuff that's attached to it. It's very hard. It's very hard when so much stuff is going on and you're dealing with other people. Okay? You have to grow that. You know? You have to grow that because that's what's important. That is what's important. We're not going to get that love down here. Not like what I felt over there. And I've had money, cars, kids, houses, and nothing, nothing compares to that. That pure love here is all kinds of moody, funny stuff. And, you know, it comes, it changes, it goes. We just get that crumb and then we got to build it, build it, make it strong, 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 and then detach and then go back. So that's what I learned. After that experience, are you longing to go back and be with your spirit guide and in the cloud? Yes. I, I I always say, Lord, when it's time for me to go home, I do not want to do this again. I don't want to have kids. I don't want to have a husband. I want to go back and then I want to stay. I, I know people say about this, uh, what do you call that when you like, I see some YouTubers say about when they were have like different people. Like they live different lives before. What is? I don't, I don't know, know what like that's past called. Past lives or something. Yeah, past lives or, or reincarnation. Mm-hmm. I didn't really believe in all that either until I was showing. I was showing that I was a whole nother person before, and I was on a bus, and I was holding onto the pole, and I was clearly looking through the other person that I was through her eyes. And the, the bus went off and it crashed. It went like off a cliff or a bridge. And I seen her, like I saw her, like I had black hair. I was African-American. I had bigger chest. I was a bigger person. And I remember holding on the pole, but I saw her. That was somebody else. That wasn't even me. But I saw through her. When were you shown that? So now I, that was like maybe a month ago. That's recent. I have recent. No, I was awake. This stuff is happening to me when I'm awake. Okay. Mm. This stuff is happening to me. I don't know how to turn it off or on. I don't know the special names of things. I have saw dead people in my house standing on the stairs, which I thought it was my daughter. I told my husband to get up and go see who's on the stairs. I'm sitting up wide awake when this stuff is happening. Now you can't see the face, but I see there's this, there like a like a staticky image of themselves okay mm-hmm. and it looked like they knew i can see them because they were trying to dodge and go to the back where my kid's room was and i thought it was my daughter but the home alarm system was set and my husband said my daughter was in her bed i'm like well who was that on the stairs okay and then another one when i was in my late 20s i saw electricity in my closet i heard the electricity go in a line straight up and down of electricity in my closet and I'm wide awake. Mm. So now 
I'm having these things happen. Okay. And another weird thing I think is kind of weird. I don't have scary dreams. I don't think bad. I don't think bad about nothing. I don't have scary dreams. And I don't think bad. Like my mind, sometimes I could just sit here. It's like a white blank piece of paper. I could just like just fade out. And information just comes in. So, yeah. So I'm different. I feel like I'm different. I believe that you have had. And I don't know how. Yes, your experience is different. Everybody's experience appears to be unique to them. But some of the things you go through doesn't sound that different either. Yeah. So tell us about the experience where you were out of your body and I believe you were told to come back and let people know about you. Okay. So the third experience was when I was young, growing up, lived in California in apartment building. My mom stayed in the apartment building for about 16 years. And growing up, um, the lights used to come on, turn on and off by themselves. And then a fork flew from the kitchen and went straight into the wall and stuck in the wall. And my mom has this gift too, but she kind of denies it. She pushes away. My mom got out of bed. Like they placed my mom in between the nightstand and the bed. And these are the events that were happening in that apartment building where I lived. And also, my mom's a heavy smoker. She smokes. And she put her hand out the window, and she lost her ring. That night, she was twirling her finger, and the ring came back. So my mom began to get scared because nobody in my family was religious at all. Nobody went to church. Okay. She wanted, she thought we had a poltergeist in the house. So when I was at school, she was calling around trying to see if somebody can come bless the house. I don't know if she ever did or not. Okay, so I went back after the 2012. I don't know what year it was, but it was after that. And I was getting up like if I was laying in that apartment building, it was showing me I was getting up and on the couch, there was two spirits. It was American uh, lady it was an asian man look about 30 years old there was a spirit in the hallway it was a spirit in the kitchen now the d- the spirit in the hallway was rocking like this like this and there was no light around him he looked kind of grubby looking but he was just stand- facing the wall going like this the one in the kitchen no dark it was dark around him no light around him kind of grubby looking it's like the same in the hallway and he was rocking like this against the kit in the kitchen wall. I look up the two spirits that were sitting on the couch had light around them. And I said, why is this keep happening to me? I don't want this. I don't want this to keep happening. They said they started smiling. Like it was okay, honey, we told you, you have anaphylactic. And I immediately didn't get to say nothing. I had to come right back. I think because I stopped and said, I don't want to do this no more. I don't want that. I I had to go right back. Mm -hmm. So I came back knowing when you have that experience, you have a sense of strong sense of knowing. I don't know. I didn't have it before. Like I know certain things. When I said, I'm going to do the book, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book. I don't even read books. I don't even spell good, but I'm going to write a book because I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to go outside and tell everybody about God is real, God is real, but I didn't want people to think I'm crazy, and I didn't want to lose my job because I was working at the hospital. So I didn't want to do that. So I'm going to write a book. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write a book. And I felt like in my heart that I'm supposed to share this, even if it helps one person. This was my duty. I had to come back here before anything else, and this is what I needed to do. And I strongly knew that. I strongly knew that when I came back, I had a lot of electricity. I was shocking myself on everything, even a piece of clothes. I was shocking myself and I came back with knowing things like I knew Napa earthquake was coming. I told some coworkers, oh, we're going to have an earthquake. Now, I don't know the timing of things, but I can clearly see things. 
my daughter, my husband said, Leah, my daughter, you want a piece of bacon? I said, no, don't give that to her because she's going to choke on it. I saw it. And he gave her a piece of bacon and she choked on it. I had to jump over the bed and get down her throat and get the bacon out. Mm. My daughter's boyfriend, I saw him. Sorry. I saw him getting chopped at a gas station. And they wanted to hurt him. I felt that strongly. So my daughter was pregnant at the time. And so I told him, be careful. Drayshawn, be careful. When you go to the gas station, don't go to that gas station no more. Go different times. Somebody's going to hurt you. And he was like, when? I said, I don't know, but I saw it. So please, please don't go to the gas station. Don't go by yourself. Don't go late at night. So I see, I can see that kind of stuff. And I, and I tell certain people when I see things and I feel things, but not all the time, you know, cause some people just, you know, look at you like, Oh, okay. And then some people do listen to you, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I do see things and I feel things when I was being a sitter at the hospital, I was watching a patient that tried to harm themselves. I had to sit there and watch them for 12 hours through the night, night shift. And the Lord, I know it was God. At the time, living in California, it's very expensive. You're paying five, $6,000 a month just to live. Lord said, you have to move. And I'm like, move? What do you mean move? He said, you have to move. Okay, we're going to move. We're going to move. I told the monitor tech that was there, I'm going to be moving. She said, well, why? I said, the Lord told me that I have to move. I have to move. We're going to lose everything if I don't move. So I told her before I even talked to my husband about it and took him out to dinner and said, I don't know if we have money in the house or whatever, but we need to move. And we did. I moved. I moved to Las Vegas. And if I had not did that, we would have lost the house. I had a blood clot to my lung. I would have got fired. See, everything when he told me to move, because I'm obedient from when he talks to me after that experience, I'm, I can hear, like I can sense and hear things. I did that. And I'm glad my husband said, okay, we could sell the house, use the equity, buy another house. But he didn't have his job. We had to like start. I was flying back from Las Vegas to California three times a week for the last two years. We had to do this. I had to do this. And I, I didn't see it when he told it to me, but I see it now of all the stuff that could have happened if we would have stayed. I could see clearly that that's what we were supposed to do. I had the blood clot to my lung in January. Um, I retired 2018. So this was showing me that things would have been a lot, if I didn't be obedient, that we could have lost everything. So I'm obedient. I never wanted to live in Las Vegas. I don't gamble. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. Like, but I'm here. This is, I needed to move. I believe that. So I listened. I believe you mentioned that in one of your experiences, you ended up in purgatory. Yeah, and- that was the place that was in 2012. And how I know this information, I went to see Felix Lee Lerma. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. Okay, he's a world-known psychic in San Francisco. Now, I don't have very many family members And I've only known of two people that passed away from my side of the family. So when I went to go see Felix, I didn't go searching to, you know, see my dead relatives from the other side. You know, I didn't go with that intentions. My intention was to find out what happened to me. Do you see, did you see what I saw? And basically he did. He told me somebody standing here, they have short black hair. Do you know who this is? And granted, I never did social media. I opened my YouTube eight months ago. I never even did anything like that. I never researched. I never did anything with the computer, period. And I found him. And how I found him is was a nurse at the hospital. She lost her son and she saw him. 
And when I was telling her my story, how I've died, she was saying, go see him. He can help you. He can get you some questions. You can answer some of your questions. And that's what I did. And he just looked at me. It was an hour recorded session. He says, you're writing a book. I said, yeah. He said, but you're not writing and somebody else is writing it for you. Yeah. So everything that happened to me, he already confirmed it. He said, you died. You died. This was like three years. You died. It changed your life. He told me all this. And I said, yeah, it's changed my whole entire life. And he said that, you know, he's telling me that I was going to do a move, which I did move. He was telling me about my children. My uncle Ricky came through. Okay. My uncle Ricky died of alcoholism at a very young inside of his house, the same house where my grandmother died. He came through and he said, you, Charlene, you were right there at the door. Knock, knock, knock. You were right there. So I was in between. It's a place called purgatory. It's the middle greeting. If spirit wants or God wants to speak to you, that's where you go. And so I called it purgatory. And I wasn't sad there. I wasn't, you know, hurt there. Only person I saw was my spiritual guide. So I don't take it as a bad place. Mm -hmm. I, he had a message for me. Mm -hmm. So that that's the place that you were at when you met your spirit guide the first time and you spoke to God and then you, right before you went to the alien ship, right? That was the second experience oh. when God spoke to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when I left there, I ended up on the ship, the spaceship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I've so. heard, I've had one of my other guests had mentioned something like that. It was a dark space before you come back to your body. It's kind of an in between space. And I think you mentioned mm -hmm. it was dark there. So it kind yeah. of sounds Well, similar. this piece was on the cloud. Yeah, I was standing on the cloud and the stars, I could see them. And then up here was just all black. Yeah. I didn't see other planets or any of that kind of thing. Um, I wasn't allowed to see God, but I heard his voice. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he does. He watches everything. The spirits, they, they watch. They, they know everything that you're doing. You can't run and hide and do stuff in secret. They are pretty good about keeping track of stuff. Mm -hmm. So now it's changed my whole entire life. Like now I'm more alert about things and, you know. It's fascinating that we have the alien experience on top of it. Um, and yeah. you were there. Do you think you've been abducted before and you don't remember it? No, I don't think I was abducted or those are my babies. No, no. I think I was just the wrong place. Like, I went there. I don't know why, because I never was interested in aliens. Mm. Like, I didn't even believe that even exists. You know, mm -hmm. you hear little things, but, you know, when you have your life, you don't pay attention. I didn't pay attention to that kind of stuff. Do you think it's possible that those babies so, were hybrid babies, part human, part alien? See, I don't know that either, because I don't study about nothing about the hybrid babies. So I don't know. I've never even seen what a hybrid baby looked like. So I mean, I mean even I, in general, would it would you think that they're half human, half alien? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But they have different eyes mm -hmm. and they're really, really cute. Mm. They're really, really cute. When you remember I, Oh, go ahead. When you when you if you can remember the aliens, how tall were they? At least the guy standing up. I'm five two. I would say he was probably close to six feet or six feet. Yeah, about six feet because he was kind of hunched over. So he wasn't mm -hmm. like standing straight. He just was like standing with his fingers mm -hmm. like, I don't know, it looked like a bug. Mm -hmm. They didn't have any. It looks just like a bug. They didn't have any telepathic communication with you? Well, then one said, I don't know if it came from him. I'm I'm assuming it came from him because he said you're not supposed to be here, go. Ah. And then he started moving. So I'm thinking it it did come from him. And that's how it was. It was telepathic. Like I heard him. Mm -hmm. And I looked and he started moving. And so I was like out of there. Mm -hmm. Ran behind those two that were sitting in the chair and got out of there quick. 
because I'm thinking in my head that I'm dead. They can't see me, but they can, they can see. And I remember the whole ship. If I had like an artist, I can have them do it, like draw a picture of it. I'm not a good artist, but I remember the whole thing. Like mm-hmm. I was in there and I, I was there for a while. It wasn't like I just, you know, was there for a, a second. I was there for a while, mm. but I wasn't hurt. I didn't get abducted. Um, I don't think they're my babies. I just think that I wasn't supposed to be there. I don't know why I mm-hmm. went there. If somebody out there knows something that can tell me, I don't know. But um, yeah, I had that experience and they are real. I know for sure now they're, they live here. Mm-hmm. I got the feeling because remember I'm sensitive. I can feel things. I feel like they've been here the whole time. They just don't want to be bothered with us, but they live here. They're, they've been with us forever. Like they're here, they live here with us, but they don't want to be bothered with us. Maybe it's possible that um, they're here, but in a different dimension. Like, like as if you have a radio, and you know, when you change the tuner, you're changing the frequency, and now you're getting music. You know, even though it's all the waves are everywhere on the planet, until you tune into then you tune into another frequency, and you get another station. Right? It's like maybe they're the energy of them is different. And so maybe even yeah. heaven or wherever you went is another dimensional. Cause I think some people believe that angels going to heaven, aliens are all just different dimensions. Yeah. And maybe you went from heaven and then popped into the wrong dimension instead of yeah. coming back or something. Yeah. That could be it. When you came back, did you become more or less religious? Well, Okay, this has been, this is still a learning experience for me, okay? Because stuff is still happening to me. And I'm not even asking for it. Like, I don't rub on rocks. I'm not burning anything. I'm not doing any of this kind of stuff. It's just, I could be sitting here, just relax, and something will happen. Like, I get, like, I just get, like, how can I explain it? It's hard to explain it. It's like, I can get some information by me just sitting here wide awake. Like I did get information, but I don't know who it was a spirit talking to me, but I don't know who it was. Could have been my spiritual guide. And they showed me one of things, something I need to work on because I used to be quick to like, just snap at people or just get upset really quick. And it was showing me that ugly part of me that I needed to work on that too, that I can't be like that no more. I can't, act like that and I cannot be like that no more they showed it to me and I immediately say Lord forgive me Jesus in Jesus holiest name please forgive me I don't want to be like that that is ugly I don't want to be like that take that away from me because they showed that to me so I get that and I'm wide awake and yeah I'm getting information doesn't happen every day but it happens I want to tell you one more thing talking about religion there's, I didn't get a sense of religion there at all. None. Okay. No religion. But what I did get is religion does help because it shows you love. It shows you how to treat other people, kindness. It's a, like a book of walking you through your life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I went to a church of God in Christ was very holiness. And then I went to a Mormon church. Okay. I moved to Las Vegas. I looked for a church because I have a 12 year old. And there was no church where I lived. There was a Mormon church. Mormon that came here, missionary sisters came here, and they knocked on my door and then they left real quick. But I ran after them and told them to come back. You know, who are you? We're Latter day Saints. Well, what is that? I don't even know what that means, but okay. Do you love Jesus? You love God and the Holy Spirit? They said, yes. Well, I love you too. Come on in. You know, let me share my story with you. And so I became a member of the Mormon church. Now we're talking two different opposite, two different opposite churches and religion, right? They're really opposite, but at the same time, they're teaching you goodness and they're good people. They're loving people. Okay. And so I stayed there, but it had to me, it has no, when I was there, it has nothing to do with that. Just be a good person and love, be kind. The Bible and church is to help you grow for bad things that are here happening on the earth. It helps you to get through it. It's like a support team, a support system while you're here. Okay. That's why 
I stay with that because I want my daughter to learn that because the world is so evil, dark and ugly and so many bad things happen. You want your kids to be associated with good people. So they have that help. Hmm. So I joined the Mormon church and when we were doing family history, Jeff, do you know anything about the Mormon? I know some. I have a basic knowledge. Okay. So they do family history, right? right? Ancestor mm-hmm. family history. So I don't have very much family. You know, I never met my father's side. I have a mom, a half sister. I don't have very much family. My uncle Ricky died, like I said, at a young age. And so we, one of the uh, ladies from the ward came to visit and to do family history. And I'm thinking, well, this kind of is not up my alley because I really don't have family. Mm-hmm. You know, who are we going to look for? I don't know. When if, okay, so we worked on Uncle Ricky. And Uncle Ricky, I don't know if he was buried or cremated. I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. So um, she asked me, where did he live? Somewhere in San Pablo, El Cerrito. I don't know where he lived. He lived somewhere in California. So Uncle Ricky must have been watching me. Okay. He must have been watching me, heard what I said. So he came to me. I'm half awake, half asleep. I see him. His hair looks like the Beatles. He's got a big smile on his face. Looks about 30. Looks really good and happy. He says, Charlene, my address is 1515 Olive Street. He said, "Uh, I'm in your sister's closet. He was cremated. Okay, granted, I haven't talked to my sister in years. My cousin, she knows where my Uncle Ricky lived. So I'm going to text and reach out to my uh, cousin, where did Uncle Ricky live? Did Was his address 1515 Street? She didn't text me back. It took three weeks for her to text me back. She sent me a picture of the house and she said, yes, his address is 1515 Street. I flew away because that was confirmation. Yeah. My sister, I haven't talked to her in two to three years. She calls me and I said, well, Dana, don't get offended. But do you have Uncle Ricky in your closet? She said, yes. So he told me all this. He came to me. I saw him and he saw what I was doing. So they're watching me and he's watching me. And I just have a big smile on my face because that is confirmation. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's happening. It's real. There's no way to cover it up. There's nothing. And then you had a guest on your show that talked about that tank with the alien babies in it. Okay. When I first started watching her, I was like, okay, yeah, okay. You know, I'm listening to the story. Okay. I mean, she's into things that I don't do, you know, the rocks and the the planets and all this stuff that, you know, talking to different counselors and getting hypnosis and all this other stuff. Okay. I never did none of that stuff. Okay. But when she said about that tank, I about flew back because she was right. How would she have known that? That's the same kind of, she saw what I saw. Mm-hmm. So that, again, was like a confirmation too about, you know, that's why I reached out to YouTube eight months ago. Okay, never had it before. And when I heard that story, there's not too many of them like that. That kind of hit a point right there that, yeah, this stuff is all just confirmation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you one more thing else, Jeff. Sure. This is good. So, um there's a song that I sing for me and God going to work. I travel two hours to work, two hours to get home. It's always traffic in California towards San Francisco. So I have this song that I sing to God. It's like a connection between me and him that I know I could feel his presence and his power. When I'm singing that song It's between me and him. That's how I get his attention. Okay. So I looked at a YouTube video. And the lady were having a church choir rehearsal. And she said that she heard voices interrupt. We're singing, singing, and they recorded it. Okay. So I listened to it. The same song that I sing to God between me and him, they were singing it. Mm. The angels were singing it. That was my song. Wow. How would I have known that song? That was my song. I thought I created that between me and God, but maybe I was already there before. And that's what we singed on the other side. And I remember that. I remember that. That to me was like so powerful. 
I was that that blew me away again. That's another confirmation. So I believe that you at least initially didn't tell many people about your experience. Have you told many people lately? And if so, what do they think about all this? Ugh. Okay. Well, I've told my kids growing mm. up, you know, I told a few coworkers because when it was happening, I just told them because I happened at work, you know, this is what happened. A few coworkers. I told the pastor at the church and he didn't want to talk about it because, you know, he said mm. he had a similar experience, but he didn't go into it. Mm. But because it was a church of God in Christ, they don't, they don't talk about that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know why it's like forbidden or something, but you know, we didn't talk about the dead man in the hallway. We didn't talk about, I mean, how am I going to have lunch with someone? There's like, I can't really talk because there's like, it feels like there's nobody out there that can help me or that can understand. So I have dealt with this for a long time. So I told my husband and I told him, I'm going to tell everybody. I don't care if people want to judge me or say this or say that. That's fine. I got to come out. I got to do this because this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I have to do this, like regardless of what everybody else say, you know, we're born alone. We're going to die alone. And I've already had that experience. I'm not scared of death. I'm not scared of dead people. I can lay right next to dead people. I'm perfectly fine with it. Hmm. So what what misconceptions do you think people have about well, if they don't have it, they don't understand it. It's hard to understand something if you haven't experienced it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's hard for them. And then the church is two different things. Okay, you have your Bible, you have your Easter stories, your Christmas stories, stuff that you follow every year, tradition, right? Then you have your spiritual side, which is a whole different thing. Bible, spiritual, two different things, okay? But they both are coordinated and go hand in hand, but it's two different things. Okay, I went to church for 16 years and studied the Bible, King James Version, here. But I didn't study the spiritual part. I just studied the Bible. Christmas, Easter, you know, the the same little things, the stories Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Walk upright, be good, be faithful, you know, Ten Commandments, do this, you know, that was it. But I'm... I was experiencing the spiritual stuff as well. And that kind of didn't fit in with what they were doing with the teaching here of the Bible. So when you say something, people look at you strange. Like, you're like, again, what kind of drugs are you on? Are you okay? Something wrong with you? That's what you get. Mm. So I had to hold it in for a long time. And now when the kids hear about the aliens or my husband, they think that's crazy. But they know me. They know who I am. So when you are in a marriage and you have kids, they know if mom's telling the truth or lying. They know who you are. So they all like, yep, that happened to my mom. They know. All right. So have you started actually writing your book yet? Yes. I've been working on my book for three years now. Wow. It's two stories in one book. And the title is Faith, 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 Strong Faith. Because that's what he gave me. That's what he told me. And I already saw the book cover. It's all purple and white. Hmm. Do you so have- I never wanted to be a book writer. I just wanted to do this because this is what I'm supposed to do. So I was going to put everything in the book and the experience in one book. Um, do you have any estimated date when you're going to publish it? Well, I have a publisher. It's called Zoomline Press in Florida. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've have a I have a contract, so I'm thinking hopefully this year, the end of this year. Oh, okay, great. Do you have any other yeah. projects that you're working on that you'd want us to know about? Well, I want to go online and do YouTube videos, mm-hmm. talk about my experience, mm-hmm. and share for the ones that are just like me that haven't got out and talked or or don't know who to talk to. Mm-hmm. I want to do that to reach out to other people that are like me that had that experience. And also I'm in Las Vegas every six months have like a group get together or some kind of group get together because I feel like I need that because I do feel a little bit different and it's hard to like go, like I said, go have lunch and talk about my experience with someone who's never had that experience. Mm -hmm. It is different and I do feel different. Have you checked to see if there is an IANS group in Las Vegas? 
I think IANS is like International Association of Near-Death Studies or something like that. But I think they have different groups around the country. And if so, maybe there's some people there that uh, you could go and talk with. I don't know too much about IANS. I, think I don't know too I, I think much about that. I mean, I don't know a lot about them either, but it's just like IANDS is, I believe, what it is. It's an acronym for that International yeah. something Association of Near-Death Studies. It's something like that. But if you probably just put IANS Las Vegas... Maybe something will pop up if you Google that. Because that okay, be I'm gonna yeah. do that. It'd be great if you. But had I did try to go to a, a spiritual place out here. Mm-hmm. So a spiritual group, mm-hmm. and when I talked to the, I don't know what she is like the leader late leadership lady. Mm-hmm. I don't think they identify as pastors and stuff like that. The leadership. When I when I talked to her after the service, I asked her, "Did this is a spiritual?" group has anybody died or passed away from here you know have an experience and she told me no but it's a spiritual group i said well do you guys talk about jesus or god or have a bible and she said no Hmm. so i was like okay well i can't associate one without the other like i i can't like like i said they're two different things but they go together Mm -hmm. do you get it or no it's like it's two different things, but they go together. Right. There's a God. There's a Father. There's a Holy Spirit. But they didn't. They don't study God and Jesus and that. They just do the Spirit. Right. Which to me, it kind of sounds like I can't go to service like that. Like I can't be a part of that because I can't. I stand before God and He spoke to me. Like how can I? How would I be able to do that? Like I expect to see Jesus when I do go. I want to be there with God and Jesus. Like. So I couldn't go there. I didn't go there no more. Yeah. So I just have to stay with my Mormon brothers and sisters and do the best I can do here. So the Mormon talk to other people. So your Mormon brothers and sisters are pretty accepting of your story. Yeah, I told them. Yeah, I told the bishop. They know. Great. Yeah, and they don't judge me or look at me strange. So, do, do they have any experiences like that? Anybody else within the church? I I had one uh, elder that he died and his wife seen his spirit come out of him. Hmm. He told me, he shared that story with me. Hmm. And that was the only person that had that experience. Hmm. So, yeah, a lot of people have experiences, but they don't talk about it. Or like me, have a job and a career and can't really walk around and say certain things, you know, but they want to, and they have that, that desire, like that's what they're supposed to be doing, but they don't get the chance and they don't do it. Before we wrap it up, do you have one last message that you can share with the audience? Just love, grow love. Um, It's hard because you're dealing with a whole bunch of people and a whole bunch of different spirits, but love, Love is the key. Love and faith. Love and faith is the key. That's what it is. And try to stop yourself from harming anyone else because they watch that. We're not to harm anyone else or say anything bad to anyone else. Try to catch that. If you think about it and it leaves your mouth, take that away. Don't do it. Yeah. So basically, grow your love. Thank you for that message. And if there's anybody... Yeah, if there's anybody out there that can tell me or show me or or know what I'm going through, because like I said, this keeps happening, and sometimes it happens when I'm like wide awake. Maybe they can share their story or something that they can just tell me or help me, mm-hmm. because I'm not asking to be like a world psychic. I don't want to do all that. I just want to be like a mom, and you know, I've had this from since I was little. Are you on social media? And if so, are you public or private? If you're public, do you let yeah, I'm public. people can contact you like on, I don't know, Facebook, Twitter? I have a YouTube channel, Charlene Anthony mm-hmm. Howard. Okay. Charlene Anthony Howard. And Charlene with the letter S. It's okay. S-H-A-R-L-E-E-N-E. Anthony Howard. And then I have an email that's on YouTube that's linked to it. So if anybody wants to send an email, that's fine too. 
Okay, great. Because I would like to meet other people that are like me. Mm-hmm. All right, great. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. So if people want to reach out to you, then now they know how to connect with you. Yes. Right, yes. Cool. And thank you for doing this with me, Jeff. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you for being my guest because without guests like you, there is no podcast. So I really yeah. appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with us. I feel like God is pleased with you doing this. I feel like you were the help for me to come out. You were meant f- for you to do this so that way I can come out with my telling my story. So I'm happy you did this because you serve a purpose that you don't even know the purpose that you serve is helping a lot of people. Mm. So I want you to know that because God already knew on the other side, because I was so happy to get out there and do this, that they already know that I was going to do this before we did this. Mm. Just know that. Well, I want to add to that. If anybody's watching and they want to come out and share their experience, just contact me and maybe we can get you booked and have you come out and share your experience. Yes, definitely. Reach out. All right, Charlene. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate you. And when you get your book finished, uh, reach out again and maybe we can have you back on and talk about your book. Okay, Jeff. Thank you so much again. All right. Bye. Bye. Have a great weekend. (laughs) Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.